Action Park Media. Good morning, everybody. Um, so sometimes the people who have been through the most or some of the more horrible things in life end up being the people who pour the most good into the planet. And today's guest is one of those people. Her name is Lyric. I had the absolute honor of working with her a few years ago. Um, we talk in this episode a little bit about suicide, about traumatic childhoods, but it's a really positive episode. Lyric is just so articulate with the way that she describes hope, um, speaking into yourself, energy, uh, and gives some great, amazing tips. This was one of the more impactful episodes that I think I've ever recorded, and I'm super grateful for that. So I hope you guys enjoy it. This is Pretty Depressed with Lyric. I'm doing really well. I, um, I, I've been working with Rebel now for a year and, uh, you know, senior producing all their music content and things like that. So that's been fun. Um, Did you say Red Bull? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like my first like corporate job. Um, so it's interesting. It's really, what's amazing is like, it's all the things that I've ever wanted to do as a, a, a young girl growing into a woman and trying to figure out what she wanted to do in life. Like marketing was very interesting to me and how people persuade you and try to sell you on things, um, you know, and it's like, it's like creative and it's mental and it's psychological and, you know, and it's visual and it's, it's language. It's, it's very, it's like the most creative thing. So marketing music first, then marketing um, and now I'm doing music and marketing and, um, film in a sense, you know, cause you're creating this, this visual content for, um, the events that Red Bull has going on all around the country and the United States specifically, mm-hmm. and then, um, helping them build some series and, and really good content. Um, yeah. And elevating them as a brand within music and, and culture in America. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That's so cool. I got all like goosey as you're explaining that. That's so cool. I mean, and no one more deserving than you. Um, One one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you, I mean, there's a a lot of reasons, but um, I've been doing a lot of work on like my (laughs) people pleasing and boundaries. And it's funny because Every now and then when I'm on Instagram, because I feel like sometimes you post a lot and then you go away for a bit. But whenever you come back, it feels like everything you post is exactly what I need at the right time. (laughs) Because you post a lot about, you know, boundaries and self-worth. And I feel like I'm at the other end of the spectrum. So I thought it would be really cool today to kind of explain your journey and are you posting things like this because you need to hear it or have you done the work and now you just feel inspired to help people like me get to where you are (laughs) you know this is such a beautiful and authentic question because this is social media is such a place right that is like a new tv and new programming and now we've become so advertised to that we have now become the advertisement. Mm-hmm. We're just like, you know what? If you're doing it, why am I not doing it? Let me use this as my platform. And, and kudos to us and cheers to us for doing that. Um, 
I, you know, it's interesting. You said I take a break. I took a break. He mm-hmm. said, like you mentioned. Um, what's interesting is that I, and not only did I take a break, but I entered into a relationship that um, I was exploring and discovering, and then found myself in an unhealthy one. Oh, and so because of that, I couldn't be myself, my true self, my healthy self, my genuine self, um, because I felt that I was being scrutinized or looked at and and judged on that. And I didn't want any drama in my personal life. Mm-hmm. So I avoided um, my mission, you know, and and now I'm back. <laughs> and and so what, what that means is I went through what I needed to go through in my life and, and, you know, and I've been studying healing and energy work um, for a while now, and I've always been spiritual and I've always, you know, I grew up in New York City and there's a lot of suffering and challenges and struggle in that city um, from from social struggles and financial struggles. And um, I think that's very impactful. That has been very impactful in my life and has supercharged me to move across the country to a wider space with less people. Um, And now that I live in California, I've been able to do all of this work within myself and go through these explorations here and there that take me up and down. And and now I'm kind of like, I feel definitely not my cap, but I am learning and growing through life and now it inspires me as I drive, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I reflect on things. I always take the time to process and give myself time to process these things and feelings and emotions. And I think that's really important. And so because of that, I'm able to now post these reels or, you know, start a podcast again, where I'm just like doing audio of these expressions and just like, in case you needed to hear this today, you know, 10 minutes or less type of things that this is my easy way of touching people, you know, and impacting people and in relating with people. Because if I'm going to use social media, it's not to go, it's not going to be a tool to use it to amplify who I am in a narcissistic way, but in a way that if you are here doing this today, distracting yourself for whatever reason, or you're just interested in what everybody else is going on, you know, going through or going in their going on in their lives, here, take some positivity with it on your timeline. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's that's the answer to that. Well, I'm grateful for you that you do it. Um, you touched on energy there, and I guess I always think of energy in terms of people. I guess I've not really considered it as environment, but you're right. Like the energy of a city, the energy of a workplace, that is, you know, I feel like I'm a sponge as an empath, um, <laughs> and a lot of people probably are too. How do you protect yourself if you have to be in an environment or in a conversation that, I guess, or in relationship that perhaps you don't have the power to step away from? How do you protect your energy from taking on board toxicity? So, you know, we have to be aware of of what energy is and how it's used in order to protect yourself from it, right? So when you say, oh, wow, I only think of energy as energy in people and not necessarily the energy of the environment, 
or the collective of the people and what kind of energy that creates, you know, because that that's what creates magic. You know, you go to churches and you're invoking the same God and the same energy. You feel that energy. That energy is real. You know, um, the same things for anything that people believe or, or our energy creates. Um, and so with that in mind, we're a part of the collective. The earth is alive. Everything um, is a living organism, even if it looks dead or it's not growing. I used to think that things that don't grow are dead, but that's not true because everything is moving and is alive and has energy in it and can be manipulated, um, and which means changed, not manipulated in a negative way, but just changed in general. So spirits, right, energy, um, vibrational uh, things that we cannot see as as a light being, light beings that we are, um, which we cannot see, that we can only see spectrums of so much, right? We, you know, like the rainbow and, you know, in certain levels. But if, if you could see energy, you, you, you can get energy from the plants, like plant medicine or, you know, someone's energy that is really frustrated. It wants to get out of that person's body because they don't like it there. So they are negative with other people and they'll, oh, you know, yell at you when they're driving in the car and flip you the bird. Um, and so, and even sometimes our, our, you know, women, we have PMS every month. So there's times where I think to myself, is this someone else's energy or why am I so irritable today? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh no, sis, you just, you're just getting your period. And it's, you know, you're just, and so I have to check myself and my own energy and the energy that I'm creating with my own thoughts and my own feelings. And I have to regulate that and manage that because of how impactful I am in my own life and to everybody else. And if I love myself, then I wanna feel good and I want others to feel good. And so to answer your question about protection, I will say things aloud. And that's how you use energy too, is through vibration and words. That's why they say words are so powerful and the tongue is so powerful. And you know, you speak things into existence. It's because you are changing the energy when you speak. If you ask God, or whatever it is that you believe, the spirits and the divine energy that you work with, or you know whatever energy that you work with truly, when you're asking, you're going to be helped. They're going, that energy is going to help you and going to protect you. And there's a whole army of, of divine energy, like all the angels, all the spirit guides, the ancestors that you have that are protecting you, that that are not, you know, they've ascended and they're not coming back to live this life, you know, and, and there's reincarnation you know and it's like well what is that and why is that and what's going on and why does it feel like I've been here before that I've known this person before and so energy is extremely infinite and extremely real and the words that we use are agreements with energy and saying no to energy you are a powerful source and you protect yourself with the all divine energy so I practice doing that a lot, like calling my energy back to me. You know, people drain you of your energy when they're learning from you or taking from you in some sense. And now you don't feel like yourself. And you you know, this is what has happened to me. Like I taught somebody, somebody was learning, somebody kind of literally became me, became who I was. And I didn't love myself anymore, or have any more self-worth because, you know, it's, it's, it's truly pain is a very um, dark, energy. You know, pain is a very heavy energy on our bodies and, and fear comes with pain and, and, and anger comes with pain. Um, and, and, but also good things can come from pain, right? 
So it's how we channel that, but we have to be very protective of it and make sure that we know that we have a choice to choose suffering or choose joy. And do you do that through like affirmation? Would you verbally affirm yourself? What what would be, yeah. So can you run me through how and when you, is that a daily practice? It's a daily practice that I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to make into a real habit, you know, okay. taking knowing things and making things a habit are two different things. Oh, hell yeah. And, I have a podcast about depression. I guess who had a relapse recently. I'm like this, and it feels shitty because it's like, I like, you know, and then I get more depressed. I'm like, I know better than this, but it's, yeah, you're right. Like knowing and putting into action is such a different thing. Like, and sometimes you have to let the depression numb you in mm -hmm. order to catapult you into yeah. the, the joy. And it's like, and you have to be mindful of that. And even when you feel like the shittiest shit, you know, if you feel like I can't go on, like depression comes from, from okay so when let's get into details do it. And, and and i want to answer your affirmation question so let me get back to that too but let me give you the details of depression we are constantly impressed upon right mm -hmm. and and again i told you we have to process the energy the energy we have the way we eat food the way we consume is the same thing and we have to use the bathroom in order to get rid of that we take the nutrients from it, it hopefully we, what we are eating is nutrients heavy you know so we're getting our body takes the energy from it and it excretes the waste so anything that we don't need the body automatically does on its own biologically naturally for us we have to be aware of the, the spirit that we are in our body we have to be aware of the mind and know what the energy is going on and and just get rid of that energy so you can say and command and talk with god and say you know all of these things that were impressed upon me that i've been impressed by i now have to excrete that and if i don't i become what depressed i feel depressed you know i feel like it's too heavy on me i it has nowhere to go i'm not getting it out of my of my body and i feel trapped you feel trapped when you're depressed you feel like there's no way out and it is what it is and this is just what it is because i've experienced it over and over and, and over it's not going to change is the other feeling gonna change. which is and not so true for anyone listening it can and it will but yes it doesn't feel like that when you're in it you're like this is how it will forever be <laughs> And and you know what? Some things, some, first of all, nothing ever stays the same. Mm -hmm. Nothing, 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 no one, not your relationship with your parents, not your relationship with your siblings, not like your relationships with people. Like, you know, now I'm at an age where I can, my wisdom is like, oh, okay, I start to see things a little bit differently now because I've had a younger sister who's 21 and our relationship has changed over the years. My mother who is, about like early 60s i believe you know her and i are are developing different kind of relationship right now we've been through so many different kinds of relationships because our dynamics changed and you know the what we know has changed and so you know some things are beyond our control and we need to make sure that we're holding ourselves accountable when we are depressed finding ways to not only speak affirmations of 
what's happening, things are happening for me and not to me, even though this experience sucks and I'm beating myself up. I knew I maybe shouldn't have, you know, put myself in this experience or what, like you are being guided and you are being taken through. And it's when you're taken through your, your detachment from things and your, and your liberation, your own choice, again, your own karma, your karma is your actions, right? And and what happens out of your actions is your karma. And that can manifest itself into other lifetimes. And, and, and we have to know that we don't have to control and we can't control what's going on with everybody else or how everybody else learns their life lessons or, you know, what, what it is. That That's a tough one. We always want to tell people what they need to do. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to believe. Here's how you need to treat me. Here's how I need to treat you. This is what society says is a woman's role. This is what society says the man's role is. And so, so many of us who are taking the advice of what we're born into, these programs and conditions that our parent, all these outdated freaking systems that don't work for us when we're finally adults, mm are now, you know, we're divorcing everybody. We we have one healthy conversation with some with the opposite sex or with somebody that we're sexually or physically attracted to and we think this person is the one. You know what I'm saying? And like and then we and it's like there's so much a confusion, social confusion and and yeah, and 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 what social confusion does, it leaves us soulless. We don't know what our missions are. We're confused. What agreements? Why the hell am I here? And what agreements did I make with the divine that is putting me here? If we believe that, right? Because everybody has different beliefs. Some of us are so jaded by life that we're like, I have nothing to believe in. What God? God's going to put me through this? God, you know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody's emotions, their energy in motion is creating different things. And the painting is what you see, is what you create every single day. And so with that knowing and understanding and that constant, um, you know, information, you make sure that when you go to bed at night, you say your prayers, you know, you before you drink your water, you have the opportunity, you can program your water and tell your water beautiful things and what you want the water to do for you in your body. You can literally change. It's like the placebo effect. You know, what's amazing about energy and spirit, which is the same thing, they go hand in hand, is, is literally like, oh, you can you can do whatever you want with this energy. It can be the yin, it can be the yang. You know, it's really all up to you. And that's why we don't have to control people either because it is what you want it to be. That's God's will, right? Mm -hmm. Is whatever you choose. And whatever happens, happens. Our planet could die tomorrow. Something could happen because we're not, we don't control how the universe works, period. We don't control the galaxies and whatever. Anything could happen, and I'm sure our energy will transcend to another planet, and we'll all be aliens, or, and, and you know, doing something else. Mm. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm digesting that because I felt like you touched on some really big things for me, especially. Um, and I want to go back to this idea of belief. Um. What would you say to people who are in that state of mind of um, no hope? I think that was the big thing that I had in my darkest moment of depression was that I didn't have hope. And like you said before, things can change. Things would change. 
what would be a practical thing to get to that place of belief or an energy shift? And maybe this is a place where you put in maybe your affirmation that you could share with us. But like my thought when I woke up, when I was really depressed was always three words. I don't, (laughs) I can't count four words. (laughs) I don't want to. It was just like I was I knew I wasn't myself because when I would wake, I'd be like, I don't want to. I don't even know what it was, but I was scaring myself because usually I'd be like, yay, the morning or I'm excited to do this. And it was like all that joy. I don't know if I was just burnt out and I had given too much of it away and forgot to re pour into myself, but it was really difficult. So I don't know if you've been in that situation or what would be like one of Lyric's practical tips of like just trying to feed feedback to yourself to have a bit more hope, even if it's a fake it till you make it kind of thing. So, you know, there's so many different reasons, infinite possibilities for depression. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're absolutely right when you have nothing to pour into yourself because you pour into everybody else's cup and maybe nobody checked on you and maybe no one was able to pour into you and you're like, well, now I'm sick because I've given all my vitamins to everybody else and I'm depleted right now. And I think that being gentle with yourself is the key to loving others unconditionally or without ego you know, really being gentle with yourself and understanding that this is a temporary situation that you've I'm, had. I'm asking, I'm asking you this because as someone who I know and have witnessed shares that what I do where you pour in and you give so much energy, I'm totally projecting that I'm assuming that you've been in a similar situation of feeling depressed. I want to I get very, um, very vulnerable here because I want it, I want this episode to be an impactful one, whoever hears it. And I want people to relate to it. So I want people to understand that I have been through like, you know, since I was a child, like suicide, uh, you know, attempts like dangling my leg outside of a six floor window because of the kind of environment that I was brought into um, and not understanding it, you know what I mean? But not re- ever really wanting to do it. Um, or thinking about people that I love and people who would be impacted or hurt by my absence or by me doing something that seems so selfish and selfless. I mean, selfish and like selfless to where I'm not thinking about myself, if that makes sense. I'm being poetic when I say that. It's like selfless in the fact that I'm not thinking about me and selfish in the fact that I'm not thinking about anybody else. (laughs) You know, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to come back here now. My karma is going to, and a lot of us are not aware of this, right? What can, what can happen is your karma could bring you back. And now you might be in a more rougher situation, a more rough situation than you were in the previous life, because now you're being challenged with the same thing. Are you going to do it again? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what karma is all about. And And so one, being gentle with yourself because every moment is temporary. This too will pass and 
this is happening for some really incredibly insane reason and it's really up to you whether or not you want this to defeat you or not. So it's okay if you wake up in the morning and you don't fucking feel like it, pardon my French, but passionately. If you don't feel like it, then you can't do anything about it and you should honor that that feeling. But I will tell you that when I was going through my breakup recently and it was a very dark place and the person wasn't trying to uplift me, um, I was have, having really bad anxiety and I needed to catch my breath and I needed to work on my breathing. So something about the breath is it's like the breath is your spirit in like physical form. You know, so something about bringing your breath back to yourself and like and like stop telling yourself all these lies or believing all these lies other people are telling you because your life could be like this today, but your life could change completely tomorrow. If you want it and if you will it, it will happen. And you can cut everybody off that's making you feel like shit. You know, you can cut everybody off that's making you feel like shit. You can... You can tell your boss no. You can tell you can tell your kids to respect you. You can change the way that you parent your kids. You can change the way you you you're in your relationships. You can change your relationships no matter what you think. Even if you're going to court and you're dealing with shit in in the legal spectrum or the health spectrum, you can call your energy back to you. And you can you can do all the things that you love to do with yourself, by yourself, and you give you the medicine that you need to you, whether that's your favorite songs, your favorite music, whether that's eating your favorite foods and maybe even trying to get up and cooking or doing your take a shower, take a bath, cleanse yourself of the energy that's on you. You know, go out, go out into nature and tap back into who you truly are. Go walk, go take a walk, get out of the city. If you're in a city, get the hell out of a city. Go drive, go take the train, whatever you have to do. Do just take a break so you can call your energy back so you can become the problem solver that you need to be. Because this is not this, these the fucking problems and these challenges, these excuse my language, these challenges and problems are not going to get the best of you. It's not going to break you. It doesn't feel good in the moment, but you know what? That's okay because change doesn't feel good either, even when it's for the better. Mm, change is uncomfortable. Yeah. Everything that's uncertain is uncomfortable. It's like, I don't know what to expect next. And this is not in within my control. And when things aren't in my control, I don't like the way it feels. And that goes right back to the check yourself. If you feel depressed because things are out of your control, then you need to understand that you cannot have control of these things and you need to figure out another route. You need to reroute. You need to pro- solve your problems and figure out what I what do I need to do if I need money what are the ways that I think I would enjoy how I would like to do it? What I suggest to people is write down how you want to feel. Always go, don't, don't think about what it is that I want to do. What do I, no, how do you want to feel when you do what you do? How do you want to feel in your relationships, platonically and romantically? How do you want them to look and feel like in the beginning? What will feel safe for you? Do you feel safe? Why do you not feel safe? Self-reflection and processing and asking yourself questions and taking the time and being gentle with yourself are the ways to get out of depression. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. And you're right. You know, I I think sometimes we don't ask ourselves those questions because we know we don't like the answer and we're too busy or we're too, you know, it seems too hard. Um, I definitely have been, 
in situations, relationship, friendship, relationships of convenience that I don't serve me, but they've been going on for a long time or, you know, because yeah, you've been friends for a long time. So you're just friends forever, but maybe it's not healthy. Like it's quite hard sometimes to like, why, why upset the apple cart if things aren't super bad, but if they're not serving you too, like you're robbing yourself of finding those relationships that meet you where you are right now, friendships or romantic. Um, but sometimes those questions are scary because you know, the answer isn't good. <laughs> you know, the answer isn't what you want because yeah. you want to stay in transactional relationships and know, well, I'm in this entertainment business, right? Which is really right. I'm in the entertainment industry. Like I'm behind the scenes. So I have had people, again, I'm from New York city. New York city is a little more gritty is a little more very loyal. Like we care about loyalty. We care about, you know, yeah, how, who our friends are. Like there's a certain kind of culture that comes up with at least the culture that I grew up in and from Jamaica, Queens and all of these things. But then coming to Los Angeles where you have more friends and more warm weather and more opportunities to go outside and you don't have to take the train. You can look nice, be in your car, valet. You know, now there's an opportunity for more social interaction and more energy exchanges. So what do you need to do, right? You need to... You need to figure out where you feel safe. You need to figure out who makes you feel safe. And you need to you need to, you need to know that you can manifest authentic relationships and still get there. You mm-hmm. need to know that, okay, just because I'm not lying my way into this or hanging out with somebody that makes me feel uncomfortable or somebody that talks smack about all of these people and I know they're talking smack about me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so uncomfortable to be around this person. Like you have to make those decisions. This is where hope comes in, right? What's hope? You know, and hope is, is is the mustard seed that Jesus talks about in the Bible, right? The faith of a mustard seed, that small, like hope. I hope I, you know, trust that you had. I, when I talk to people, sometimes I'm like, I trust you had a good day today. And if they didn't and they feel comfortable with telling me that, you know what, I didn't have a good day, you know, today, then we talk about it and I let them vent. And I, you know, if I have the space for it also, let's make sure that we use energetic boundaries and consideration for people's time and and space. And, you know, sometimes people become very attractive, light workers, energy workers, people who are feeling good, they become very attractive. We want to maybe, you know, get stuff from them, always be mindful of the energy exchanges and obviously don't isolate yourself, reach out, tap out. When I was going through things, I did not isolate myself. I That was my opportunity to call my mother every time I couldn't breathe, to call my dad every time I couldn't breathe, to call my sister every time I couldn't breathe, to, to have these people hold me accountable to get out of my own darkness, mm-hmm. to tell me that I need to leave and I need to make sure that I'm in it. You know, you need to hold yourself accountable and you need to... Um, you need to always make sure you take that time so you can process the, the feelings and, and take that time to cut off whoever you need to cut off. Because if people, if you have leeches on you, the blood is going to be sucked. Mm. Taking time's a hard one for me. I, I have um, my form or brand, I say, of depression is kind of high functioning, which means that I'll keep myself busy literally to avoid processing because it feels so overwhelming. So like I'm, it has to be a daily practice to me to like check in with self because I'm 
I intentionally keep myself busy as a way to band-aid feeling something, especially if what it is that I feel feeling and building is um, feels unsafe or inappropriate for an environment or I'm not entirely, yeah, I'm scared of it in some way of what might come up, um, which, which I'm working on um, about being better about processing things as they happen. Cause I think I went through a lot of my life just going, it's fine. Happy face, have a shower, move on. Okay. And it ended up being what happened was, is I took a break and it all came up. Like what you don't deal with deals with you and not allowing myself that time meant I was just, yeah. What do you I see your brain going? <laughs> I think about, you know, like I'm in therapy. I have therapy um, a little later, a little after this. Mm-hmm. And I started therapy when I was in the relationship because I thought that maybe him and I can try couples therapy. Mm-hmm. And maybe that would help us. But I was the only one that got therapy, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it happens like that. But it was cool because it was like it was my first time as an adult having therapy because I had such a, a, a tumultuous upbringing um, and like law got involved. I remember getting taken out of class um, in my elementary school from a psychiatrist or a psychologist and he would take me out and he would, you know, put me in the room with him and talk to me about, you know, all right, so what's going on at home? And I, as a child was trained and taught to not tell my business and not snitch on our family. And, um, and I wonder if my self-awareness, cause my therapist, it's like, I'm always just telling her how I processed my feelings and emotions and she really enjoys talking to me. And now we literally talk once a month. Mm -hmm. Like that's how much she's like, you know what, you're really self-sufficient. So, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, all right, I guess this is what therapy is. If you do, if you don't deal with your feelings, this person will help you get it out. But if you are self-aware, you do have practice sitting with your feelings, then that you can develop this habit. And that's what I've done because I was trained as a child not to talk about my feelings. But then I'm like, yo, like who cares? Like I'm the type of person that is like very TMI. Somebody would be like, why do you feel the need to be telling people you have your period today? And it's like, well, because I don't want to lie to my friends and say, well, I didn't come because I just don't feel well. I want to be like, yo, I would love to come, but my energy feels like it's being drained right now. You know, like, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's like the more authentic I am, the more I feel safe people feel more safer with me and and so and the more honest I am about the way that I feel because we all feel I'm a poet you know and like so I'm used to getting it out I've been writing poetry since I was 13 and that was a way for me to keep it real with myself if you have problems with like if you're scared of your feelings or you're ashamed or you have deep shame about something that you've done to somebody else. And, you know, we're not all victims, right? We all, sometimes we make mistakes, mistakes. It's okay to make a mistake, take it again. Mm-hmm. You know, when we forgive something, we're giving it back. Thank you for this experience and I give it back to you. You know, that's what these things mean. It's not the end of the world. It's not you're doomed now because everybody wants to curse each other because we're all hurt. You know, no, it's, it's deeper than that. It's, I can be gentle with myself. This this cry could feel so good because all this energy is stuck in my body right now and it's making me sick. All right, if I'm in if I'm in public, let me go to the bathroom real quick and cry it out. And sometimes I might not even know why I'm crying. Sometimes I don't even know what the feeling is. But there's something in me that knows that maybe right now me being here this is not right with this person, it's not right. 
And me seeing this is triggering me because it reminds me that what I'm in right now is not for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like somebody got engaged one time. It's an engagement gathering. And I, and the person was saying all these things and I, and I felt so, I thought I, I just didn't feel worthy. And I'm like, let me, like, I, I'm really happy, but I can't stop crying. And it was like pain in the cry. And so I had to run to the bathroom and look in the mirror and look at myself. And this is so valuable. This is another tip. There's a lot of gems sprinkled in here. So wherever we can find yeah, them, yeah, yeah. you know, but like, but here's the tip, like, look at yourself in the mirror and, 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 and talk to yourself and love on yourself and like wipe your own tears. I'm like getting choked up talking about this. Mm-hmm. You're safe. You're safe here. That, that has helped me in my darkest times, just like talking to myself and telling myself like, young lady, you are doing exceptionally well. And you cannot control the way others show you love or the way others handle you or have the capacity for you or not. But you can you have the capacity for you and you keep on loving well and you keep on being true to you and you keep on going because even if you loved somebody so much or you or you sh- or you do so much for the world or whatever it is that we are doing, spending our energy on our kids, you know, our parents, our, you know, anyone, any, anything, you know, our jobs and everything except for ourselves. When we neglect ourselves, you have every right. And yes, and, and, and there is no, there's no way I can. Yes, there is a way that you can take time for yourself every single day to love on you and honor yourself and, and again, boundaries and not being afraid of having them and not being afraid of expressing them or afraid of saying them. And it takes a while to practice. You know, I have supervisors that, you know, do this. We want you to behave like that. We want you to. And your first reaction might be like, OK, let me sit this way or let me speak this way or let me put on my shoes a certain way or No, you sit there and you express to your supervisor why you have a right to be who you are and you keep exercising these boundaries with whomever you need to exercise them with. You have a right to be you authentically without friendships who who you feel you aren't safe around, without parents who you feel you aren't safe around, anybody. You can create your own world and your, your own reality and your own life and we should exercise that right. I love that. Um... You're beautiful. Thank you for being vulnerable. The question I like to end on is now you're a poet. So this might be an interesting, you can take this, take this question and do with it what you would like. What does your brain look like? I have no idea. <laughs> like a walnut. Um, or, is, yeah, no, um, if, it, if it was like a scene, what is it? Like mine has always been, well, someone, someone explained theirs as a, which I liked like a house. And some rooms are padlocked. Some rooms are really comfortable. Some are terrible. Like, and they just spend their day walking in and out of these different rooms. But yeah, what is what does the lyrics brain look like? I love that. Um, I would say what my brain looks like is a very outer space kind of. I'm in between dimensions all the time. Nice. And I'm accessing all of those dimensions all the time. So I understand what I need to do in this plane and this level that I'm at. 
That's my brain. <laughs> my I brain is like, you know, and it's a beautiful galaxy too. It's like you really, it's, it doesn't feel cold and like you can't breathe, but you can breathe. It's warm and you're amongst the stars and you're amongst these colors and, and you're just operating and figuring it out and, and really enjoying. And that's, that's my brain. I love that. Um, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for being vulnerable. And like, it's just, I feel, I do feel it's a real gift that we crossed paths and got to do this fun job together that we did a few years ago. But you've been really impactful in my life in the past few years. And um, just by completely being you and what you pour into the internet and I've often found myself seeking you out and your quotes and things because it empowers me to be better. I mean, anyone who's listened to this today, like you have such an articulate way of making people feel connected and yet inspired and hopeful. And I'm really grateful for that. So thank you for your time today. I know that life hasn't been a walk in the park for you, but you're doing amazing work and you um, you definitely have helped me a lot. And I know that people listening will feel really hopeful too. So thank you. Thank you. That makes everything that we do so worth it. And I love you and I appreciate you. And if you're ever around, please let me know. I would love to see your face. I would love to see you too. <laughs> okay. I love you so much. Enjoy your therapy today. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pretty Depressed. A massive shout out to our executive producer, Kevin Connolly, and the amazing production team at Action Park Media. Now, I love validation, so please subscribe to this podcast. Give me five stars. Write some nice comments is what I live for. I need it to get through my day. Uh, you can also check us out at Pretty Depressed underscore on Instagram or send any feedback to Pretty Depressed Podcast at gmail.com. Cheers. <laughs>